Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. When I was teaching a few weeks ago on the name of Jesus, you know, I did that for several weeks. I, you know, I do that sometimes, uh, go more than a week or two. And, uh, and I was teaching on the name of Jesus, and I didn't really get out everything that I wanted to, to say about that and all the things that I wanted to cover. But sometimes when I, when I teach long times on things, and I know you don't, you don't really feel this way, but sometimes I feel this way. Sometimes I feel like, well, you know, I've, I've, done, I've done this long enough. People are getting bored. They're getting disinterested. They're wanting to, you know, for me to change the channel. And sometimes I'll change the channel when really I've got more to say, but... Anyway, that's just what I do. Uh, and so I, I wasn't completely finished, but I did make some comments about this. Go over to uh, uh, Acts chapter 2. And I just wanted to, uh, to say a few more things. Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you know, when it comes to the name of Jesus and the place the name of Jesus had in the early church, it had a much more prominent place in the, in the church in the first few years than it did in later church history. The name of Jesus had a much more prominent place then than it does now in the body of Christ. They understood some things about the name of Jesus. They had a perspective about the name of Jesus and it, 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 it meant something to them that a lot of the church world has lost over the years. And I pointed this out in the earliest days, you know, right after the day of Pentecost, you know, Paul hadn't even been saved yet. He was still Saul of Tarsus and he was a persecutor and hated the church and was trying to destroy it. And uh, I believe that Stephen, one of the early deacons in the church in Acts chapter 6, I believe he was actually uh, the recipient of the Pauline revelation and then you know, the devil stirred people up and he was killed. And I think Paul came along and Paul got the revelation that Stephen, I, this is just what I believe because of some of the things Stephen said uh, in, in that it was recorded that he said right there and before he, he was stoned. Uh, I believe that he really had the Pauline revelation or at least had it in its, in its infant form. But Paul hadn't come on the scene yet in Acts chapter 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and so forth. And so the, the early church didn't have the revelation of uh, the mystery of our place in Christ and who we are in Christ and the whole body of, of Christ and our authority and dominion. They didn't understand all of those things, but they understood one thing. They understood they had the right to use the name of Jesus. And they understood there was power and authority in that name, and they used that name like they believed it. Amen. And, uh, and so, you know, we have in, in different places, we can go, uh, let's start in Acts chapter 3. You know, in Acts chapter 3, you have uh, the wonderful story of the healing of the man, you know, at the gate of the temple. Let's start in verse 1. It says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And I didn't set this when I started. Praise the Lord, I'm setting it now. How long did I, have I gone already? You need to sit over there. <laughs> and you did not misunderstand me either. <laughs> it 
Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look on us. So he gave him his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. See, Peter was conscious that he had something. He knew what he had. You don't say what he said, what, he, what we're about to read, unless you know what you're talking about. He did, there, was no, there was no vacillating on his part or any wavering on his part. He knew what he had. He said, I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Notice that that the apostles in the very beginning, they didn't, they didn't know everything, but they did know this. Jesus had told them while he was still with them, go into all the cities and villages that I'm about to go into and in my name do these things. In my name heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the, raise the dead and so forth. And they came back, you can read it in Luke chapter 10, they came back and they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So they had an understanding that, that the name of Jesus had authority and that the name represented him. That the, when they spoke the name, <clears throat> when they spoke the name, it was just as though Jesus was there doing the work. They understood that. And so very boldly they proclaimed that uh, they proclaimed deliverance and healing and ministry in the name of Jesus. Now, <clears throat> let's continue reading. <clears throat> Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the, to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the God of our fathers glorified his, son, his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. Now notice, and his name, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Notice he said it was the name that did it. He said it's in the name. They, the, the, the early apostles and the early church didn't have a, a faith problem. They weren't so conscious of believing, you know, do I believe, do I believe, do I have enough faith? They just knew they had the name. They just knew that the name had authority and when they used it, it would, have, it would produce results. That's, that is faith in the name, but what I'm saying, it wasn't like, excuse me, it wasn't like a separate, help me now, pray for me. It wasn't like 
a separate conscious faith act in the name. It was just something they understood. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is faith. I'm not saying it's not faith, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a conscious act of trying to believe the name. They just knew the name had authority. And they used it just like we use our credit card. We go to the, to the, to the counter wherever at, the, at the store, and we put that credit on, and we know, we know we're good. I mean, we know our credit good, is good. We know the card's good, and, and we just expect it to work. We have faith in it. Well, that's how they used the name of Jesus. They expected it to work. And, and they said the man was made, was, was made whole because of this name. The name did it. Isn't that what they said? His name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. So they knew it came by the name. Glory to God. Now let's go on and let's look at the fourth chapter. Uh, as a result of this, you know, he continued preaching and, and said a lot of things. And uh, in the fourth chapter, uh, it says, as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, the Sadducees came upon them being disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection. So they, they put him into custody. And uh, says in verse number five, it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked him, by what power or by what name have you done this? Now, already the religious people, the Jewish authorities, the unbelievers, they were already picking up on something about that name. They said, by what authority or what name have you done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed known, done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. Notice again, they said, I, we want to be totally clear. We want you to totally understand this. Do not misunderstand anything I'm about to say, Peter said. It was the name of Jesus that did this. And we want everybody to know it, that his name, and then he said, it was his name that did it by the name of Jesus. And then he said in the same sentence, by him. See, again, they saw the name of Jesus and Jesus the person as one and the same. Now, technically, they're, they're, they're not the same. It's Jesus is a person, his name is his name. But in other words, they saw the connection that the name represented him. When we use the name, Jesus came on the scene, amen? He goes on to say, this is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. They were so conscious of the name of Jesus that they understood that the name was everything. That there was no other name. You, you, there was, all of salvation depended on the use of that name. Glory to God. All, that means all healing, all deliverance, all answers to prayer, all everything. Salvation in all of its, of its, uh, of its many uh, facets, it all came through the name of Jesus. And there's no other name. It's the only name. Your name won't do it. My name won't do it. Impact name won't do it. Amen. Your denominational background name won't do it. Your family name won't do it. The name, 
The family name of the church will do it, and the name is Jesus. That'll get the job done, amen? Now, it goes on to say in, uh, let's continue reading in verse 13. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. I mean, they, the Jewish, leader, Jewish leaders had a real dilemma on their hands. Here a man had been healed. They had crucified Jesus and put him in a tomb and had arranged with the Roman soldiers to set a, a, a seal on that tomb. And in spite of their best efforts, the body disappeared. And all of his disciples are going around saying, oh, by the way, we've seen him. He was raised from the dead and, and we've talked to him and we've seen him. And this went on for, for, for 40 days after Jesus was raised from the dead. He, he uh, interacted with his disciples and with the rest of the early church followers for 40 days and it says he was seen by hundreds of people. And so these, these disciples they, and, and apostles, they, they understood that Jesus was alive and his name had authority and you know, the, the Jews really thought that they had settled the Jesus issue once and for all when they crucified him. And now all of a sudden, there's this rumor going around that he's been raised from the dead and now people are being saved and healed through that name. And what are they gonna do it? The man that was healed had been, had been sitting at that gate for 40 years. The, everybody knew he was crippled. They didn't, there, was no, there was no chance that this was something that was staged. <clears throat> and here's this man standing completely whole and the disciples are saying, there's only one explanation, the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, Israel, Jews, anybody that wants to hear, they said, I'm telling you, there's only one explanation. We know how it happened. It happened through the name of Jesus. Well, seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, this is verse 15, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. That's beautiful. They didn't say, don't preach. Don't stop all your preaching. We don't want any more Christian preaching, teaching. We don't. That's not what they said. They said, don't preach in the name of Jesus. Don't teach in the name of Jesus. Don't even speak, quote unquote, in the name of Jesus. We don't want to hear those four words strung together. Don't say it. Don't utter it. Don't teach by the authority. They were frightened. They, I mean, the name of Jesus shook this, this city to its core. And, and, and Satan was obviously very frightened at the use of the name of Jesus. He said, we, we don't want to hear this name anymore. Peter and John, you know, this is one reason uh, 
I don't, I, as a pastor, sometimes I get invited, you know, to, to pray at public events, you know, like the city commissioner, one thing or another. And over the years, I used to do that. And over time, it has become such a political thing that you, they don't want, they want you to pray, but they don't want you to use the name of Jesus. They want you to pray a generic prayer, oh God, you know, bless this proceeding and bless all men. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm not going to do that. Because, like I've said before, without the name of Jesus, you don't have a prayer. <laughs> without the name of Jesus, you're just talking. We pray in the name of Jesus. And if you're going to restrict me from saying in the name of Jesus, don't even invite me. Because I'm not interested. Amen? Amen. And so, uh, again, it, that's, it's that you see today, it's that same Opposition. They're not opposed to your preaching. They're not opposed to your teaching. They're not opposed to your praying. Just don't use the name of Jesus. There's just as much opposition to it today as there ever was. Amen. There's a reason for that because the devil knows the authority of that name. So they said, don't, don't preach, don't speak, don't teach, don't preach, don't mention the name. Peter and John answered verse 19 and said, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And so they threatened them, let them go. And so they went on, you know, to their own company and so forth. And uh, it says that as they went to their own company, they reported all the chief priests and elders said to them, the verse 23. So when they heard that, they, uh, it says they raised their voice to God with one accord. This is the church. And said, Lord, you are God you made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them and who by your, your, the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They said, Lord, let, your, let the name of Jesus carry the day. Let signs and wonders and miracles be done through the name. They, they realized they had gotten a hold of something. And I'm telling you, it was working and it still works. The name of Jesus still has the same authority. It still has the same dominion. It still will produce the same results where, where people believe it. Amen? And you say, well, well why, don't, why don't we see you know, the same degree of miracles and healings and things in the church today that they saw then. It's, it's simply because when it comes to the basic message of salvation, the basic forgiveness message, that if you repent and turn to God and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. The reason that's so easy for people to believe is because it's so widely understood. There's really not any dispute about that. Now, I know that in our culture, there are more and more people that are atheists and, and so forth, and more and more people are, are coming out, you know, very publicly and denying God and denying the Bible and so forth. I understand that. But, but uh, even though it's growing, still 
in a large measure in our culture in, in America and in, in a lot of, of, of Western countries, but other countries this, this, this is diminishing some, but still in America, most people still understand that the way to be saved is to accept salvation. That if you'll, if you'll come to God and give him your heart and, and your life and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that's how you get saved. And people expect that to happen. Well, that's why it happens so easily. But see, people haven't been taught. They've been taught against healing. I said the church, the, when I say the modern church, I don't mean the modern church of the 2000s. I'm talking about the modern church of recent uh, uh, several hundred years, the modern church has watered down these things, said these things have passed away. They're not for today. God doesn't heal. He won't always answer your prayer. Or if he does answer it, he, he says, well, yes, sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says maybe. Sometimes he says wait a while. And so you never can, you never can know what God's going to do. Well, you can so know what God's going to do. He will do everything he said when you believe what he said. Now, he'll do everything he says, but he'll only do it if you believe it. And if you don't believe it, he can't do it. And so that's the reason you don't see as many instantaneous miracles and you don't see as many healings as they did then is because people have been taught against it for so long. Now, Jesus ran into the same thing in his hometown of Nazareth. Their, their unbelief, now their unbelief was based on a different, on a different premise they, they had a different kind of unbelief. The reason he didn't have success in Nazareth in his hometown is because he grew up there. I think PG, did you talk about that recently? He grew up in Nazareth and so they knew him and that familiarity caused them to say, well, who does he think he is? I mean, this is just Joseph's son. We've, we've known him since he was a, a small boy and, and here, how did he get all of these things? Well, it was still unbelief and unbelief kept Jesus from doing the things he did in Capernaum and the other places, all of the wonderful things that he had uh, had happened in his ministry, all the miracles and healings and people coming by the thousands. It said in Nazareth he could only heal a few sickly people with minor ailments. And he, and he marveled at their unbelief. So it's unbelief today that keeps people that keeps the church really from seeing the kinds of results they saw. But that's our job is to weed out that unbelief, to speak the truth. Faith comes by hearing. Yeah. Amen. And, 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 it, and it comes by hearing everybody who speaks it. Yeah. Doesn't just come by hearing from the pulpit. It comes by hear, from, from hearing from Christians in their daily lives. Don't be embarrassed about the name of Jesus. Don't be embarrassed about what you believe. Don't be embarrassed to tell people that God saves, he, but he not only saves, he heals, he delivers, he answers prayer, he prospers, he, he, he'll do everything. Give a strong, bold witness to that where you work and in, among your family members and people you know. Don't, don't let the enemy and don't let the world push you into their mold of being a little bit ashamed, a little bit backwards, a little bit afraid to say anything. Boldly raise your voice. And I don't mean in an obnoxious way, but, but be bold to let people know. I tell you what, God will hear your prayer. God will answer your prayer. God will heal you. God will save you. God will deliver you. God will, God will uh, correct things that are wrong in your life. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. That's, that's what we need to do. And the more we do that, 
the more the faith of people in the name of Jesus will grow. You could go on down here. Uh, we, we finished in verse 30 where the church prayed, you know, to confirm the name of Jesus. In chapter 5, we'll, we will go over there. This won't take but a few more minutes. But I had chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 15, chapter 16, chapter 19. We're not going to get to those tonight. But let's look at chapter 5 real quick. Amen before we close. Amen. Because this, I tell you what, the name is just exalted right on through the book of Acts. They understood something about the name. In the fifth chapter, in, uh, of course, you have the first part of the fifth chapter where, you know, had Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, in, let's start in verse 12. And through the, through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all together, or they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, and none of the, yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on the beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. And also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Then the high priest, this is verse 17, here's where I want to start. Then the high priest rose up and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. Now, what do you think, whose name do you think they taught in? The name of Jesus. They entered in the, in the temple in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those who were with him called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported saying, indeed, we found the prison and shut securely, securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Glory to God. That'll, that'll get somebody's interest up. And when the high priest, the captain of the temple, and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. Well, they found out pretty quick. One came and told them, saying, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. When they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them saying, did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? I'm telling you, the name was the issue. It, it was to the devil, let me put it that way. The devil saw that the name was the real threat. Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. Well, what doctrine? What doctrine were they teaching? The name of Jesus doctrine. That was their doctrine. They didn't have the New Testament. Their doctrine was it's in the name. There's, there's salvation in the name. There's healing in the name. There are miracles in the name. There's deliverance from prison in the name. Amen. They, he said, you, you intend to, to uh, bring this man's blood on us. You filled the hall of Jerusalem with your doctrine. Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging him on a tree. Him God is exalted to be the, to his right hand to be a prince and a savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those obey, who, who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious. 
and plotted to kill them. Now, we're not going to read all this. Gamaliel, you know, stood up and counseled them. Listen, you know, don't be too hasty because if it's of God, you don't want to be found to be fighting God. So they agreed with him, verse 40. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Well, I'm telling you, they should not have let them go because there's nothing, they have nothing else to teach and preach in. So this is all we know. We've heard from God. They beat them and commanded them not to, that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. Now, I know this means that they said you're not supposed to speak in the authority of that name, but I like to read it this way. They said, don't speak those words in the name of Jesus. Don't, don't say those words. And they let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple... And in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. I'll stop there. Like I said, we could go into chapter uh, 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11, all all the way down through the book of Acts. You see it over and over and over again. They taught the things concerning the name of Jesus. Amen. I tell you what, there's, there's authority in that name. You have authority it's don't be concerned about yourself. It's not your authority other than that it's been delegated to you. It's the authority of that name. Amen. The authority doesn't, res, doesn't reside in you apart from that name. The authority is in you because the name's in you. You have the right to speak that name. You have the right to speak the name of Jesus over your situation. It's like I, I talked to somebody recently, the prayer of faith, the name of Jesus primarily works in your own life. That's what it's for. It also works in ministry to other people. That's another use of the name. You have the right to speak it first and foremost over your own life. You also have the right to speak it whenever you're ministering to other people. If they believe it, that name will work. If they don't believe it, it won't work. On rare occasions it will, you know, just because by the gifts of the Spirit, but on an on a ordinary basis, it'll work when people believe it. So when you're ministering to people, try to get them in faith in the name before you speak it over them. You have better success. But, but even backing up from that, even more elementary than that, start using the name in your own life. You're not gonna have boldness and assurance and courage in, in speaking the name over somebody else's life if you're not speaking it over your own. Get in the habit of using the name and watching it work. Get in the habit of using the name and seeing that you speak it with authority, seeing that you believe in it. See, the the Bible says over in, in Colossians, it says, and all that you do in word or deed, do all in the name. Do all in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name. We we lift our hands and give praise, making confessions to his name. It's all about the name. School yourself in the name. School yourself in it so that you have confidence. When, like I said this morning, as soon as, as some, something comes up in your life, if it's some type of a symptom, you know, I'm not talking about every little thing you feel. You know, have, have you ever noticed sometimes your body will just get little aches and you think, what in the world is that? What is, what is, I haven't done anything. What, what is that? In a few minutes it's gone and you never know what it was. I don't know what it is either. They're just transient little, I don't know if nerves get, you know, 
flare up or something. I don't know. Sometimes you have vein in your I'm not talking about that. But I mean, when you, when, you, when you know a symptom is beginning to come on you, oh, I know what this is. Don't wait until it has grown into a full-orbed oppression where you're battling it, you know, with, with everything you have. As soon as that starts, you say, no, you don't. I have authority in the, I'm speaking the name of Jesus and I resist this, I rebuke it, I refuse to have it in the name by the authority of that name. Get in the habit of doing that. You'll find that your life will be a lot better. You'll find you'll start feeling better. A lot of those things that have tripped you up for a long time, they've tripped you up. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. They've tripped you up because you let them. You let them develop. You let them get entrenched. And then when you started to fight them, then you had all of these symptoms raring or roaring, I should say, raging in your body. And it's harder to overcome uh, when you have that kind of, 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 of assault going on because you didn't stop it soon enough. The name will stop it. The name will stop it. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad the name will work? It'll work. Oh, glory to God. We ought to be known as the name of Jesus people. We ought to be known. People ought to know us. Those people know how to, they, they say the name of Jesus a lot. I don't know what it is about them. They always say the name of Jesus. And the other person says, uh, I noticed this too. They're not sick. I know it's weird. They say the name of Jesus, but they're not sick. They took note of this man that he had been healed through the name of Jesus. Amen. That's the witness that God brought. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.